Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Rebecca. And this is Just Ghoulie Things. Things. (laughs) I'm so glad you joined in that time. Yeah, well, I can't resist now. If you can't beat them, join them. Exactly. So, hey, you guys, welcome back to our podcast, Just Ghoulie Things. Um, If you guys notice, I'm a little under the weather. Allergies, man. Yeah. They are a killer. They're killing you. I just feel like so congested in my face. Like my, everything else feels fine. I just keep like blowing my nose and I've been coughing like crazy. See, I never had allergies. I I do now, but growing up, my brother was like, I remember like going to like allergist after allergist. Oh, really? Yeah. They say like every seven years your body changes. So, and I noticed as soon as I turned 21, I started getting the watery eyes and my eyes would get really heavy yeah. and yeah this year was just horrible though and they say the pollen counts like through the roof so it makes sense yeah my but. car was like I drive a like a silvery grayish blue car whatever color whatever <laughs> but it but it was green a couple days it's ago disgusting and I was like oh gotta take it to the car wash but then it rained and then free car wash <laughs> broke problem yeah exactly <laughs> when you get excited for rain so yes you exactly your car <laughs> Okay, Lily. So I think we should just get started on what we are talking about this week. All right. This topic that we are going to be discussing is something that's very interesting and a little different than our typical ghost stories. So we are going to be talking about UFO sightings. And we've had to do a lot of research on this topic because there's so much there's to talk a about. a lot. And there's a lot of different types of UFOs too. Have mm-hmm. you noticed? Did yeah. You see? So many different shapes yeah. and yeah. lights. And yeah, so, and all over the world, there have mm-hmm. been UFO sightings. So I've, I mostly focused on things that have happened in the United States. Okay. I don't know about you, but yeah. I um, there's just so many different topics we can go off of, UFOs, um, but... We kind of been breaking down what we want to talk about in the future for UFOs because there's so many different things like alien abductions and conspiracy theories. Do a whole episode on probing. It's very Mm. niche. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't not say it. (laughs) Oh my god, that's cat. My butthole puckered. Oh my god, (laughs) I need to ban that word. Puckered. Hashtag butthole puckered. You know how there's like not safe for word or (laughs) not safe for work. They need to do like a like a like a like a butthole pucker warning. You know, and they're like warning explicit language warning (laughs) butthole puckering. Ah! So um, let's go back to aliens. I'd rather talk about aliens. Well, you brought up the probing thing, not me. I'm just saying. (laughs) Who said I I was getting probed by (laughs) aliens? Your parents are like, listening. <laughs> Amy and Mike, I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, focus. Oh, All right, God. we are horrible at this. Okay. <laughs> so recently in 2007, wait, not even 2007, 2017, I'm just so stuck on the whole probing thing, Lily. Oh, boy. Oh, what you learned about people. In 2017, several news organizations revealed that the existence of the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program... um, which is a U.S. government-funded investigation program into unidentified flying objects from 2017 to 2012 has been announced. And the secret $22 million program was not the first of its kind. The official government UFO studies began in the late 1940s with Project Sign, which provided some of the most credible videos of aerial phenomena to this day. And, I mean, I didn't know about this program until we started doing research on it. Same which is really interesting. And it makes sense because now I've started to see a lot more UFO sighting um, stories online. Yeah. 
And it seems to be that this recent revelation um, that the U.S. government is now actively researching these UFO sightings has now reignited world interest all around the world in not only just those unidentified flying objects, but aliens. So it makes you stop and wonder, is there a world out there with life that we don't know about? And what does the government know that we don't? Yeah. Now, I always, you know, it's so funny. This is a question that I ask people that I just meet. Somehow I always get into the topic of paranormal and I always ask, do you believe that there is life outside of this earth? Mm-hmm. And most just people, like your go-to. Hey, how are you? Yeah. What, what do you think about life outside of Earth? What do you do for a living? If, if Mike and I it? were ever to break up, I'd be fucked because I would not know how to get back into the dating scene. Like I'd be on a blind date and be like, "So, do you ever think about getting probed by an alien?" <laughs> and they'd be like, "That was my question." <laughs> Sorry, Lily. But um, yes, and so. I, I just I think that you'd be extremely ignorant not to believe that there are things outside of this or earth. At least the possibility. Yeah, I mean, I just there is a whole universe. There's things that our spaceships can't even take us to. That, so I think what, I feel like it's selfish almost. What do you mean? Like this planet is mine, and like, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, like, it's, it's only like, one like, of us. Ignorant, like you know, like. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's like we're we're special. We get a gold star for everything we do because we're humans on this planet. Like, I, you really think this, is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just, there's definitely more intelligent life out there than us. There has to be or else this whole universe <laughs> is fucked because we're pretty stupid. I think that aliens that do look down on us and the UFO sayings that we do see, they're there's thinking a- about going down and they're like, you know what? I'll just admire from afar. Yeah, this no, is really entertaining. They go back up in. Yeah. yeah, they they don't walk among us. No, they can't. They they, they can't. They they're, try. They're too they, smart for that. There is this um, <laughs> there is this old cartoon where, um, actually, shout out to all of my like Disney fans, my Disney World peeps, whatever <laughs> you want to call them. So there's uh an old restaurant where it's like they call it the sci-fi dining where you sit in like an old car and it, and like your table's an old car and it looks like you're in a drive-in movie and like they oh, play old cartoons. It's so cute. I love it. And one of the little cartoons is a cat in New York City and he's like, I hate the hubbub of the city. Meh, 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 meh. Right? I want to go to the moon, right? So something happens. Somehow he ends up going to the to the moon and he it's there's all this noise up there. And like there's like, I think like, there's like a pencil sharpener chasing him, and then it like and like a like a horn, like all this stuff, right? And then at one point, it's actually really funny. They um, the pencil sharpener gets to his tail, and he writes the word "chump" on a rock and points to himself. That's where I get it. That's where I why I call people chumps. But um, it's the it's you know I don't want to be here. I don't want to be on this planet. I'm going to another planet. He goes. He hates it. And he's like, I'm going back to Earth. <laughs> Looks like that cow is on a lot of catnip. God damn. <laughs> But that just proves too, like it's a, the message of the grass is greener. It's always greener on the other yeah. side. All right, but um, that was like a useless tangent. That was just there's a lot of them on the show, but true. Oh well. So today we're gonna start off our episode with the mother of all UFO cases, Roswell. And Ooh. don't worry, guys, we will be covering Area 51 very shortly, thanks to Lily's research. You're welcome. <laughs> so. 
To start off the story of Roswell, um, one morning around Independence Day in 1947, about 75 miles from the town of Roswell, New Mexico, a rancher named uh, Mac Brazel found something unusual in his sheep pasture. It was a mess of metallic sticks held together with tape, chunks of plastic and foil reflectors, and scraps of a heavy, glossy paper-like material. So, you know... He's like, what the, what the hell is this? Where does this come from? So yeah. unable to identify the strange objects, he calls the Roswell Sheriff Department. The sheriff then comes in, um, not knowing what it is, and then calls officials at the nearby Roswell Army Air Force Base. Soldiers immediately fan out across Brazel's field, gathering the mysterious debris and whisking it away into armored trucks. Ooh. Now, if I were Brazel, I would have taken <laughs> some of that debris and like kept yeah. it. Yeah. Because I just... I. I trust our government, but I don't at the same time. Like yeah. what? Like I, I would want to have some of that with me. But then also, I think like, what if they knew that I was holding it, and then they like go into the house and they just like try to take everything? And they raid your house. Yeah. So I, yeah, I didn't know that all of that. I knew, you know, about. I didn't know that there were like armed trucks and yeah, like, they that were was like hardcore. Yeah, they were not playing around. They were taking everything wow. that they could from there. <laughs> so. Of course, news spread about the mysterious findings, and on July 8th, the caption, RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region, and it became a top story in the Roswell Daily Record. On July 9th, an Air Force official clarified the paper's report. The alleged flying saucer, he said, was only a crashed weather balloon. However, mm. to anyone who had seen the debris or the newspaper photographs of it, it was clear that whatever this thing was, it was no weather balloon. Yeah, and it's interesting how this small little thing, you just think, think to bring nothing of it, that they had to make a public announcement about mm-hmm. this. So it's in like they had to mm-hmm. cover their tail. Yeah. And some people believed and still believe that the crashed vehicle had not come from Earth at all. They argued that the debris in Brazil's field must have come from an alien spaceship. Now, these skeptics grew more and more um, during the 1950s when people began to see what appeared to be like bodies falling out of the sky across New Mexico. What? <laughs> like, that's, that's so trippy. Like, you're like looking up, like, oh, what is that, mommy? Oh, it's bodies falling from the sky. Let the bodies in. <laughs> <laughs> RIP anyone with headphones Sorry, right now. Sorry, guys. So when people went to investigate, they saw military trucks immediately coming to the scene where the bodies had fallen to take away whatever fell from the sky. The Air Force immediately came out to say that they had just conducted a a series of secret dummy drops over air bases to test ranges and test ranges in occupied, unoccupied fields. And these experiments were meant to test ways for pilots to survive falls from high altitudes, sent, uh, and they sent bandaged, featureless dummies with latex mm. skin and aluminum bones, um, which the dummies really looked an awful lot like space aliens. And oh. they were supposed to fall from the sky onto the ground, whereupon then the military vehicles would descend on the landing site to retrieve the bodies as quickly as possible so people couldn't come see what it was. But did they really think that the people falling out of the planes or the aliens would just jump out without a parachute? <laughs> well, maybe aliens don't need parachutes. Maybe, they, like, maybe they've adapted where, like, I don't know, they got, skin. like, wings or something. Yeah, I don't know. On. Maybe maybe the New Jersey deal. The, the, devil foil, is an yeah, the foil. That's okay. So I heard somewhere that um, people will also use like PVC, like just like plastic, and um, pack it with um, ice cream, really heavy ice cream. And once it gets to a certain consistency, it's about the same weight and like 
as uh, whatever as like a human body. Oh, never knew. Yeah, so I was I was watching the soup. My boyfriend Joel McHale, shout out. Oh I, my god, I love, I love you. So he um he was so they were doing a bit on uh, whether or not like how Hitler's building exploded, like if he would have made it or not, whatever. Okay. And what they did was they took ice cream and put it inside of a dummy so that it was like the right you can control the weight and like how the body shifts by the consistency of it. And Joel McHale just goes, I scream, you scream, we all scream because it's fucking Hitler. <laughs> I used to love the suit. Oh, God, yeah. Do you I, remember when they did like, a, I guess it was like um, that one segment, they go, so meaty. So, talk soup. Was yes, that the one? Yes, So uh, meaty. Do you I remember Spaghetti Cat? I feel he had a like a like a cat that? puppet that would pop out of nowhere, and he was just like eating yes. spaghetti. Let's have some talk soup, shall we? Is so that mean. is that um show still on? I don't think so. Don't that was a good. show. It was show. like the original Tosh Point It really Tosh. was. Tosh. That was, was the OG. Yeah, Tosh Point was internet videos, and but, but before that, it was the soup with yeah. That I, my dad and I used to bond over that, and then oh, yeah. when Tosh came, then we started watching Tosh. Oh yeah, I spent so many summers in my basement watching Tosh Point with Haven't my, with we my all? friends. It's a, yeah. It's such a good show. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, back to the aliens. So to the people um, who believed the government was covering up the truth about the Roswell landing, these dummy drops seemed just as suspicious. And they were convinced that the dummies were actually extraterrestrial creatures who were being kidnapped and experimented on by the government scientists. So as the years went by and the stories and conspiracy on Roswell did not seem to die down, in 1994, the Pentagon declassified most of its files on Project Mogul and the dummy drops and the Federal General Accounting Office produced a report which is the report of Air Force research regarding the Roswell incident and designed uh, that designed to debunk these rumors. So Project Mogul involved a group of geophysicists and oceanographers from Columbia University, NYU, and the Woods Hole Oce- Oceanographic Institution on Cape Cod that had been working on a top-secret atomic espionage project at New Mexico's Alamogordo Airfield. Yeah, Alamogordo. Project Mogul used sturdy high-altitude balloons to carry low-frequency sound sensors into the, tropo, uh, the tropopause, which is a faraway part of the Earth's atmosphere that acts as a sound channel. And in this part of the atmosphere, sound waves can travel for thousands of miles without interference, much like under the ocean. So the scientists believed that if they sent microphones into the sound channel, they would be able to eavesdrop on nuclear tests as far away as the Soviet Union, which was, you know, a big Holy issue at the time. Shit. Yeah, so the U.S. At the time. Still, still <laughs> present now. But at the time, this was like... This they is had, OG Soviet yeah, Union. Yeah, exactly. This is OG <laughs> stuff. Like, this is what started it all. And the U.S. military say that um, the remains of these balloons that were used to be tested to be brought up into this part of the atmosphere um, was what was found in the Brazzles field outside of Roswell in 1947. But because the project was so highly classified at this time, no one at the Roswell Army Airfield that came to investigate in 1947 that took away those pieces, knew it had existed. Like, even these high-up people didn't know this project existed. Uh, So that's why they had no idea what to make of the objects that were found. And in fact, during that time, those officials on the base were so worried because they actually thought the wreckage came from Russian spies or from satellite information from the Russians that were... um, And that's why they were kind of reluctant to share that type of information with the public. So they thought the best way to cover up... um, 
cover up this situation was with a weather balloon story. Okay. And that's why the next day, once those headlines came out, they're like, all right, we'll just say it's a weather balloon. It's like not- we don't even know what's going on, but if this has something to do with the Russians, we don't want people getting concerned. <laughs> if it has um, something to do with the Russians, they better slow down. <laughs> and meanwhile, to protect the scientists' current secret project, those at Alamogordo couldn't step in and clear up the confusion at the time because they were still conducting this secret project. Mm-hmm. So there was just so many factors in this situation that it just shows you that we really don't know what's 100% going on in this country. And it's kind of scary because even high officials that know 100 times more than we do don't even know a tenth of what's actually going on compared to people higher than them. So, yeah. And the community... But um, at the end of all this, the community of Roswell seems to really embrace its 70-year-old mystery and... um, such as the McDonald's in town and mimics a UFO. And the, That's cute. Yeah, I want to go. Let's, let's do it. Let's make a trip Cut to Roswell. so short. We're going to get in the car now. <laughs> but then, oh, this isn't even the best part. So then, of course, they have at Walmart, they display a large rendering of a green spaceman at the Arby's restaurant in town. They have a hospitable aliens welcome sign out Aww. front. And this is, we shouldn't go now, but... They have an annual UFO festival that they have. So we have to check when that is and when we can go. Oh. Because that sounds so we fun. Have to go. I would blow a lot of it my money on that. It would be wrong not to go. Yeah. Like, I think that sounds so UFO cool. festival. How do you think people get there? Spaceships <laughs> <laughs> oh, little spaceship over. But don't worry, even if you can't attend the UFO, UFO festival, you could still buy tons of UFO merch in town. There's so many stores that embrace the aliens and the UFO sightings, yeah. and they're, they're making their money's worth, so they're happy with this yeah. happening. Um, Roswell has also held much interest in Hollywood, ranging from books, movies, to even a television show called Roswell that you can now watch on popular streaming sites such as Netflix. And I definitely plan on watching it because I heard it was hella good. I heard. I, I actually made a note saying I heard it was hella good. There's. I have so many shows that I say I want to watch on Netflix. I'm gonna get to it, and yeah. I literally have gotten to like one tenth of them. I like start an episode. I'm like, eh, and then I go to the Office or that's, Game Show Network. That's my thing. Like literally, I will sit there and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna watch a new show today, and I'll look through the options, and I go right to the Office after an hour of trying yeah, to figure right? it out. It's that. It's my go-to. The Office never gets old, right? Okay, guys, so this story is from uh, 2006. So uh, flight number 446 was getting to fly to North Carolina from Chicago's O'Hare International Airport, where I have been and a lot of people have been. So my brother lives out there, as I'm pretty sure we've mentioned before, Mm -hmm. and that airport is crazy enough. It's huge. I would not, literally, I, I remember when I landed... I, I had flown out alone the first time I was at that airport, and I walked out, and it was like a desolate wasteland. It was just like an empty parking lot, and I'm like, what the hell? Where and am I? I had to go across the street into the hotel, the, like the airport hotel, yeah. to call an Uber because they couldn't come to where I was in the airport. And now it's clicking that maybe that was like alien. That <laughs> alien was alien territory. Yeah. That's why, that's why it was empty. It all makes sense now. Okay. Anyways, so um, so they're uh, trying to fly out from Chicago O'Hare to go to North Carolina when a United Airlines employee on the tarmac noticed a dark gray metallic craft hovering over gate C-17. 
and it was that day, November 7th, 2006, a total of 12 United employees and a few witnesses outside of the airport spotted a saucer-shaped aircraft around 4.15 p.m. Hmm. And the witnesses say it hovered for about five minutes before shooting upward where it broke a hole in the clouds enough that pilots and mechanics could see the blue sky. The news report became the most read story on the Chicago Tribune's website to that date and made international news. However, because the UFO was not seen on radar, the FAA called it a weather phenomenon and declined to investigate. Wow. Hmm. So they're probably also pulling the weather balloon shit. Yeah, seriously. I just, it's so interesting to see. Like, I mean, and this was a broad daylight, 4.15. I understand a little more if it was at night where it's kind of hard to differentiate whether it's a plane because, you know, you just see the lights. But this seems to be, and it was more than one account. There were several people that saw this. Yeah, and it wasn't like crazy homeless guy on the street who was like, there's a saucer! <laughs> like, there were... The sky is falling. Yeah, these people. And also, you know, people, the flight attendants and the pilots and everything who they say saw it, I mean, they're there every day. Mm-hmm. They could pick literally any day to say they saw something, <laughs> so all of them picking the same day. Exactly, and they weird. all are intelligent on spacecrafts and yeah. things that are in the sky because they're always in the sky. So the fact that this was a little odd for them yeah. should say something. Yeah. All right. Next short um, UFO sighting that I wanted to talk about is based in New Jersey. Ooh. Surprise, surprise. Something close to home for uh, everyone. Yes. We'll just keep going with that. So, <laughs> uh, gotta love our state. So this is labeled the lights above the New Jersey Turnpike, and this happened in the year 2001. It takes a lot for motorists to stop alongside a highway to look toward the sky, but on July 14, 2001, drivers on the New Jersey Turnpike did just that. For around 15 minutes just after midnight, they marveled at the sight of a strange orange and yellow light in a V formation over the Arthur Arthur Kill Waterway between Staten Island, New York, and and Carteret, New Jersey. I've never heard of that town in my life. Never heard of Carteret? Carteret. That's how you say it? Okay, good. I didn't know if it was like Carteret or like something fancy. It's New Jersey. Never mind. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> so Carteret Police Department's Lieutenant Daniel Tarrant was one of the witnesses, as well as other metro area residents from the Throgs Neck Bridge on Long Island and Fort Lee, New Jersey, near the George Washington Bridge. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> Lily has a... <laughs> Okay. Lily has a personal connection to that bridge in Fort Lee. Oh, boy. Okay. So keep going. Air traffic controllers initially denied that any airplanes, military jets, or space flights could have caused the mysterious lights, but a group known as the New York Strange Phenomena Investigators claimed to receive FAA radar data that corroborated the UFO sightings from that night. So um, I actually looked up the video mm-hmm. from what people had seen from that night. And when you look at it quickly, it looks like really bright stars in a constellation, mm-hmm. um, which, first of all, where that area is, you there's so many lights. Star- yeah, you, you don't see a lot of stars. Yeah, you see, like, because there's so many lights that you can't see stars, yeah. especially that bright. And then uh, you quickly realize that they're definitely moving. And in the formation they are, it's... It's definitely something that's unidentified, and it's okay. yeah, it it was really weird. So we'll definitely uh, put up that video just so yeah. people can see it as well. Yeah, I'd like to. See, I I didn't get to see it. Yeah, so definitely, well, I'll show you at the end of this uh, recording because yeah. it's it's weird. It's it's very odd. It's, yeah, even for New Jersey, it's very odd. <laughs> well, and a lot of the videos that you see, also, I mean, you can a lot of the time you can tell when they're fake. You know what I mean? But I feel like. 
you have a good eye for that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I do too. Like, it, I don't know. I feel like if you see a video where it's just like a cart, like it looks essentially like a cartoon drawn on floating through the sky. Cause I saw a couple of those on Reddit when uh-huh. I was looking and one of them was just a complete joke. Yeah. You know, it was like, Ooh, UFO caught on tape. Could it be? And it was like, like a little stick figure alien floating uh, around. Yeah. That's but, so annoying. But there are some people who will actually be like, Oh no. Yeah. That could totally be true. We don't know. That's what bothers me about stuff like this and why it pisses me off how people take the paranormal as a complete joke like you know because like we like we make yeah. fun but like all because we actually believe in it and you know sometimes you have yeah. to make light of really serious scary yeah. situations um but you know it's people like that that goof off to the point where it makes people take people that actually have these experiences not serious at all yeah and i can only imagine how frustrating it is for people that have had really traumatic experiences with the paranormal that just are seen as lunatics. Yeah, you know? exactly. Which, speaking of which, I actually have had my own UFO experience um, when I was younger. You have? Yeah, it was weird. It was a very short story. I was with my dad in our pool at the um, at our old house, and it was around like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night, and we were just getting ready to get out of the pool, and we saw a plane coming across the sky, nothing crazy, but then much higher up in the sky, we saw... Um, we saw a, like a light that looked like a really bright star, but it wasn't because then it started to move and it made this really weird pattern. And how high it was in the sky, it wasn't mm-hmm. at the it wasn't at the level where usually you see planes. It was significantly higher than oh, wow. the planes route, so it was very weird. And both my dad and I had seen it, and I had pointed out to my dad, and he was like, "Yeah, that." doesn't look normal. All right. Well, you just saw your first UFO back. Like he was just so as a matter of fact about it. So I've had my own UFO situation, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, actually I'm going to, I'm going to take the mic real quick and talk about another story before we get into your really cool you, Area 51 story. Do you have another story? story? I do. Not this my personal ridi- no, Not my personal ridiculous. story. <laughs> because when we were in the car... Actually, this was the same time we talked about Balloon Boy, mm-hmm. which I was thinking about with the weather balloon. But you were like, oh, we can do stories about our experiences, but I think I only have one. And every time we sit down <laughs> in front of this damn microphone, Rebecca, you whip out a new story. My spirit guides are bringing them all to me now. They're like, this is your moment to shine, At baby. we recording. Okay, but this... This actually isn't my experience. I just honestly had one experience. And then my dad had one, but I'm not going into that one. Um, So this one is from, uh, this is the USS Nimitz encounter, which Mm -hmm. happened in 2004. So on November 14, 2004, the USS Princeton noted an unknown craft on radar 100 miles off the coast of San Diego. And for two weeks, the crew had been tracking objects that appeared at 80,000 feet and then plummeted to hover right above the Pacific Ocean. So when two F-A-18F fighter jets from the aircraft carrier USS Nimitz arrived in the area, they first saw what appeared to be like a churning, boiling water in an oval shape underneath the surface. Then in a few moments, a white tic-tac-shaped object appeared above the water, and it had no visible markings to indicate that there was an engine, wings, or uh, windows, and the infrared monitors didn't reveal any exhaust. So, you know, usually when like there's a helicopter over water and it kind of makes ripples in yeah, the water, yeah, yeah. it wasn't doing that. It just, yeah, it was very calm waters, which was weird. So Commander David Fraver, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, and Lieutenant Commander Jim Slate of Strike Fighter Quadrant 41 attempted to intercept this craft. But it accelerated. It re, uh, accelerated away, reappearing on radar sixty miles away, like three seconds later. And it had moved three times the speed of sound. It moved three times the speed of sound. Just take that in for a second. There are no documented 
um, airplanes or, you know, vehicle, air vehicles that can move three times the speed of sound. That's insane. And it was twice the speed of the fighter jets. So, yeah. And, I mean, they have this all in recording. You know, several people can confirm mm-hmm. that this was happening. And the, they were able to track this. Um, they were able to track this plane. Okay. So that's just crazy. Or UFO. So Fravor, who retired from the Navy in 2006, later shared this story with his wife and children and um, some others who'd ask him. So nothing really came of this story of his until 2009 when a government official who he declined to name contacted him while doing an unofficial investigation. Mm-hmm. Fravor declined to give more details about the official, but he was later contacted by Louis Elizondo, who was an intelligence officer who ran the secretive program at the Department of Defense that uh, that was just disclosed. So Elizondo, who had since left the, uh, the government to work for a private company that is hoping to promote UFO research for both scientific and entertainment purposes, mm-hmm. is a large part of why the story about UFOs and the government's programs are in the news. That's so interesting that this guy who had a full government job <laughs> left it to promote UFO research, like, that has to mean something. That's the American like, that's, dream right there. That, <laughs> that is, that's, yeah, that's crazy. So he... That's commitment. So he definitely saw something. There's Yeah, there's definitely something to it. You just don't up and leave a solid job like that, too. Yeah. yeah. So he quietly arranged to secure the release of three videos of UFOs from the Pentagon, including the one oh, shot the shit. same day and place as Fravor's. So Fravor, who had been talking about his experience to the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, which is the company where Elizondo is a consultant, said he knows that sharing a story has opened him up to a lot of ridicule, but um, most of it not being all good-natured. But he believes that the incident should be more closely studied. Mm-hmm. He, goes, uh, he goes, I don't think I was a nut job as an officer in the Navy. I wasn't drunk. I don't do drugs. I got a good night's rest. It was a clear day. And I think someone should have looked into it, having talked to some of the other folks. It's a big frustration that's coming out now, mm-hmm. and it wasn't, that wasn't discussed back in 2004. And he believes that there could be some real benefits from studying his own experience. He, he continues by saying, this is a revolutionary technology to be able to accelerate, to go up and down. Think about yeah. the advances that we could bring to mankind. You know, like he said, this, this spacecraft moved three times faster than the speed of sound, like... That's nuts. So what if it actually starts to get people to think outside of the box? Which, you know. That would be insane. Could you imagine being able to say, like, you saw the first, like, UFO spacecraft kind of thing go down? That's, yeah. we've seen, like, we've, we are relatively young and we've seen a lot. We have. You know what I mean? We saw, you know, when we saw Mm 9-11, right? The first black president. Mm -hmm. We saw a recession. We've been in three different decades, and we're not even 24 yet, right? Yep. So, I mean, some things are little, but some things are huge. But, like, and, like, I'm technically not even out of college yet. Yeah. I would be a senior in college. Mm-hmm. So throw that in there, and it's like, what the hell have we not seen? Yeah. Wow. It's, it, that's, crazy to, that's crazy when you put it into that perspective. Yeah, of all the, like, the major milestones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Gay marriage, right? Yeah. Gay marriage. Uh, Soon enough, it's going to be the legalization of marijuana. Yeah, exactly. So you've seen all of these things. I mean, the one, you know, so throw this in there. Why not? We've seen all this weird shit so soon in our lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Uh, 
Boston Marathon bombing. Mm-hmm. I remember my brother was in Boston in school. Really? Yeah. Wow. And he couldn't call us because they shut down the phone lines. That's horrifying. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine what your parents were going oh through. Oh, my God. Well, luckily, he's not much of a runner. So we weren't worried. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, he he texted. He was like, yeah, like, I'm fine, whatever. But oof, weird, weird, weird. Anyways, enough about tragedies. <laughs> okay. Back to UFOs. Yes. So um, I have a listener story, one of our listeners. So again, right before we start with Area 51, I want to thank everyone so much for sending in their paranormal stories. We've gotten so many emails and we're still getting back to everybody. Um, But this one stood out to me because this is from one of our amazing listeners, a new ghoulie friend, Jordan Russell, a.k.a. Haunted Human on Instagram. I love Haunted Human. Yes, I love that username. And she sent us uh, some short UFO sightings that her and a family member have experienced. So she wrote that her brother, Mikey, did see a UFO in the woods once. She writes saying, it was an orb the size of a bowling ball that zipped through the woods. He chased it with a hatchet. We all teased him about it. Then my brother saw the same thing a couple years later in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan on Lake Michigan on the Garden Peninsula during our annual family trip, uh, camping trip to our property. And she also wrote to us the following story. So her and her friend Marlene also saw a UFO up there a different year. She said, we were around 15 and going to bed in my tent. She had her headphones on and was facing the other direction. I feel like I stared at the lights for two minutes before realizing she was also there to corroborate my story. It was three lights above the tree line that were just hovering in a line. We were not sure if they were separate individual lights or part of one thing. They sort of looked like stadium lights that had just been put up in the middle of the woods, in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) I was trying to get my brother to wake up and look, so I didn't see them, but I didn't see them when I left. Funny part to the story is that my brother was obsessed with UFOs after seeing one some years ago, but he thought that we were trying to trick him so he wouldn't look. He said he thought Marlene was going to try and kiss him. Eye roll. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, that, so that's a personal UFO story from one of our wow. listeners. That is insane. Yeah. So thank you so much, Jordan, for sending us your story. Thank you, Jordan. And if you would like to send us your paranormal story, or if someone you know would like to send us their, <laughs> their paranormal story for us to share on our podcast, <laughs> please email us at justghoulythingspodcast at gmail.com, or you can message us on Facebook at justghoulythingspodcast, or DM us on Instagram at justghoulythingspodcast. <laughs> All right. So... Without further ado, I know you guys have been waiting for this one. We are now going to be talking about Area 51. All right, Lily. It's your time to shine, baby doll. So currently, Area I mean, we everyone knows Area 51. Everyone knows that it's, you know, associated with aliens and everything, but it actually uh, was never declared a secret base or anything um, until June 25th, 2013. So it was following the Freedom of Information Act. So uh, it's unknown its true purpose, but based on historical evidence, it's likely that it supports the development and testing of experimental aircraft and weapons systems. Um, But its intense secrecy surrounding its base kind of has it become a subject also about aliens and UFOs and extraterrestrial folklore. So it has never officially been declared secret. So let's disclose that. However, you know, it they're keeping it a secret. Yeah. That's the thing. Because I've heard stories where people, you can't be within a certain nope. distance of 
the um, perimeter of the place, yeah. or you can get shot, or oh, yeah. well, they have like signs and stuff, right? I have a story for you. Ooh. <laughs> so Fine, no, it's my pineapple. So, yes. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> pineapple is more since we don't have paper today. I have a little paper. I don't think anyone appreciates this except us. Losers. So, so yeah, so it, I think what they mean when they say it's not declared a secret is that we all n- know that it's there, they just don't acknowledge it. I guess it's like the elephant in the room, but like of the country. So they're like, yeah, this, yeah, we've got this Area 51 thing going on, but don't worry about it. Go, you know, yeah. go elsewhere. Um, but it is located in the southern portion of Nevada. Um, and it is 83 miles north and northwest of Las Vegas. So it's situated at its center on the southern shore of Groom Lake is a large military field. And the site was acquired by the United States Air Force back in 1955. And that was primarily for the flight testing um, of Lockheed, uh, Lockheed U-2 Lockheed U-2 aircraft, which is just a, a, a type of plane. Okay. Yeah. Um but now, so it has a small town around it called Rachel, um, and uh, it has something known as the Extraterrestrial Highway, which is mm. just a tourist uh, destination. Another so, place we have to go to. Yes. Ro- we we're just going to road trip all the way across. Seriously. Like, I feel like it's so cool doing these, uh, this research mm-hmm. and all these investigations on the different things we're talking about because it's opened me up to so many different places just within our country that we can go visit and yeah. check out. So, pretty cool. Pretty cool. We're going to see the world. Um, anyways, so still though, they say, yeah, this is here, you know, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about what's inside. And people have seen, you know, They've seen shit. Yeah. You know, you, and it's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, do you remember in middle school when like, you'd be like, oh, who do you have a crush on? They'd be like, oh, I have a crush on like Tommy. Who do you like? And you're like, I don't like anyone. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And, and they'd be like, no, like, who do you have a crush on? And you're like, I don't have a crush on anyone. Let's talk it's about your like, hella like, defensive. What? Yeah. Like, no, what? There's not no one to have a crush on. He, not, nothing to be seen. No, no way. Right. It feels like they're doing that. Like no aliens. What? Yeah. Psh, no. Like you're For the sure. one. Yeah. Right, um, but some of the allegations for what goes down at Area Fifty One includes uh, the storage, examination, and reverse engineering of crashed alien spare cra- spacecraft, including material supposedly recovered from Roswell, okay. which we spoke about earlier, uh, in the study of their occupants, so living and dead, and uh, what they call you know gray aliens, which is our stereotypical weird head shape, yeah, big yeah, eyes. pale, yeah, alien. Um, or the manufacture of aircraft being based on the aliens' technology. Um, another thing is meetings or joint undertakings with extraterrestrials. So they come down and have some coffee, tea, and talk shit about like the other a, extraterrestrials. A, a United Nations meeting. Yes, or they have a secret UN. Yeah. Um, development of exotic energy weapons for the Strategic Defense Initiative or other uh, weapons programs. Um, development the the. <laughs> the development of means of weather control. Also, something that they think is going on is time travel and teleportation technology. Ooh. Which I find kind of interesting 
Um, because when you think about that plane that was going, what was it, three times the speed of sound? Yeah. That's pretty damn close to time travel and teleportation. That's teleportation. So true. Yeah. yeah. Um, time travel stories could also be a cool topic if we yeah. could figure that out. But um, anyways, so yeah, teleportation, again, um, development of unusual and exotic propulsion systems related to the Aurora program, which we'll touch upon in our just Area 51 episode. It oh, was, cool. um, well, it was just a whole thing. There was a plane and sightings and... Classic Area 51. Yeah. You know how they do there. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, we actually don't. Oh, shit. We actually don't. But we do. You win this round. We know. They just won't <laughs> confirm it. Act- and activities uh, related to a supposed shadowy one-world government uh, or the Majestic 12 organization. Um, something that I also see is they think well, one of the lakes in the areas is completely dried up. And some people are saying there's tunnels and there's like a ra- like I mean everything there's a whole other world a secret like society whatever so that wouldn't surprise me it it wouldn't it wouldn't you know what I mean because I'd be like well yeah of course but I would be surprised that it took us this long to all agree mm-hmm. yeah because like we all know there's something going on yeah if it if it wasn't something huge that they would be scared to tell the public about. We would already exactly, know, so. and and that's the thing. And even if it's not like super, you know, like the little skinny green aliens with the big, or like the aliens from uh, Fairly Odd Parents, they were like oct- octopi, right? They had like the little squid things, yes. and they had like oh little helmets. Nickelodeon was way ahead of us. They really were. <laughs> they were woke. <laughs> so, they were a hashtag Fairly woke, woke parents. <laughs> <laughs> so um. So several people have claimed knowledge of events supporting the Area 51 conspiracy theories. And one of the um, most credible, I guess, is a man named Bob Lazer. Or L- Lazer? I'm going to say Lazer for now. Um, and in 1989, he claimed that he had worked at Area, Fe- uh, Area 51, and it, he was in Sector 4, which was located underground the Papoose Range um, near Groom Lake which it had an operating location. And he said that the UFOs use gravity wave propulsion and are powered by an element called muscovium, okay. which I don't think they had a name for it yet. Um, and he said that he had read uh, U.S. government briefing documents that describe the alien involvement in human affairs mm. for over the past 10,000 years. That... What? Yeah, he cl- he claims he has read ten thousand years worth of human alien Have interactions. Have we been around for ten thousand years? Like what? <laughs> like, that's just what's getting me. Well, this is what brought the whole secrecy and you know intrigue of Area Fifty One to the public. That 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 he's kind of what made it a thing. Yeah, he stepped down and said, "I was here. All this happened." But the universities from which he. Uh, Claim to hold degrees have no records of him. Uh, you got me there. And he owns and you runs. You had me. Yeah, you, you got us there, Bob. He owns and runs his uh, own centi- uh, scientific supply company. Okay. So this, he's got a lot going on in his head. So I, I feel like him bringing it to attention is definitely real. You know, him saying that, you know, some weird shit went down, totally real. 
but this is also coming from a man who in 1990 was convicted of a felony for installing surveillance equipment in a brothel. <laughs> this guy. Maybe there were like alien prostitutes in there. <laughs> they were out of this world. The sex was out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, wait a minute. It's like, it's like, um, what are you doing with the cameras? I just wanted to see Uranus. <laughs> Oh my God! This this Apple's gonna block our podcast. Yeah, oh my, it's my bad. Anyways, so but wait, 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 wait. Okay, so what if? Okay, so we're we're hearing that he was convicted like of a felony, mm-hmm. and that um, the university, which he claimed to hold degrees from, showed no record <laughs> of him. What if the government is just trying to wipe all his information from him so he looks crazy? Holy shit! Because he. Released all his information because it would be too suspicious if he released all his information and then he went missing or died. So they had to make him look crazy. You, you, you are on to something. I was. I'm hashtag woke. I was. (laughs) I was thinking maybe he was the alien, but your your theory is way way better. I still believe in the alien prostitutes, though. Alien prostitutes. Well, (laughs) they got a set. Earn that money. You just say Saturn that much. Yeah, money. like earn, like earn the money, but Saturn because it's a planet. Oh my god, we need help. <laughs> oh god, these jo- <laughs> making these jokes are hung. Are they- I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna make like an eating a Mars. Let me bar smell joke. this water and make sure it's actually water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's water. I'm just crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Rebecca, your theory is totally. I I think that that's a very plausible explanation. Wow. Yeah, that could. I think we just cracked this code. Yeah, you uh, you are I hashtag woke. I need to lock my doors now because <laughs> yeah, the government. Like oh, the phone's ringing. Gonna, it's the government. <laughs> I feel like people are gonna come from like the ceiling, and flying it from the windows. <laughs> we have it on recording. <laughs> um, so this is so kind of going along with that. Um, since we couldn't really go really into Area Fifty One and a whole lot of stuff. Um. Another reason that people don't have a lot of, you know, stories from there is because it's really, really hard to get to, yeah. like to get in. So uh, there was a man named Glenn Campbell who had worked uh, in security or something at Area 51, and <clears throat> he went back to kind of see, you know, what information he could get, see what it was like, what had happened. And there's actually a whole community of you know, online of people that talk about the security and you'd expect like men in suits with sunglasses and briefcase but mm-hmm. they they call them the camo dudes camo dudes. <laughs> and even though they call them dudes they're actually very serious so they wear camouflage and they're the guards essentially of area 51 so this guy glenn goes and he has his video camera and i watched the video and he says that he gets a glimpse of a white truck right and so in the white trunk truck are the camo dudes mm-hmm. and they're kind of avoiding the camera and they're like you know trying to get him out trying to scare him away right so he leaves his car like facing them and walks around the car backwards through the mountains and then approaches them from the other side and you can see them look at the camera and they're in, they're in their camo mm-hmm. and the guy, the, so there's two of them. The guy behind the wheel goes, get that camera, like, you know, get rid of that camera. You got to take that camera down. 
and he starts backing away. And then like the guy, like the camera guy, he opens the door and he's like, really get that camera out of my face or whatever. And, and the guy like runs away. And so these are the camo dudes who multiple people have seen. Huh. Yeah. So if, so I guess they're the guards instead of the men with, you know, like the men in black style. Yeah. You You know, know. I I always wonder if people that work on that, on that base, I wonder if they're people that they're not in like the, the database, like they don't have an identity. Ooh. They don't have, they probably don't have families, right? Unless they have families like on base or like yeah. their whole community. Well, yeah. Is, how do you get that job? Like you can't put it in the classifieds. It's definitely not on Indeed. I checked. <laughs> I checked Indeed. Ah, but, you checked Indeed. But um, yeah, I just. Yeah, there's I, something about that. It's interesting. Like they must have to like. There's yeah. a lot of qualifications probably. And a lot of, it, it seems like you almost have to, you know, when you want to get a job, you have to know a lot. It seems like they don't want you to know anything when you start. Yeah. You know, so they can just kind of tell you, do this, do that. I don't know. I'm not one of the camo. If you are a camo man or, you know what I'm picturing? I'm picturing them like the Buckingham Palace guards. Oh, yeah. They just stand there and they don't make faces. I just picture They them. can't laugh. Yeah. Just like a bunch of like jacked up white dudes in camo. Like, don't come in here. Well, if you're a camo dude, please email us yeah. at justghoulythingspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> so uh, just to, to wrap it up, I have something from Reddit. And this kind of goes along with what you were saying earlier with your theory. Um, the username is just a bunch of random letters. So I can't tell you uh, what the username is, but uh, the title is The Government Aliens and Theories. It says, okay, so as you all know, Area 51 is a place where the government tests flying equipment for the military. It's an Air Force base in Nevada, but there have been some theories going around for the past decades or so. These theories included how they have alien life hidden in Area 51, alien aircrafts, etc. But what if it's not about that? What if it's true that they aren't holding any aliens and or don't have any alien aircraft? What if the government is just letting us believe in those theories just to cover up something bigger? Mm. Probably something that we're not ready to hear about. There are many possibilities, and yet we stick to the alien theory. I mean, yeah, the government does say no a lot to the alien theory, but do they really try to put an end to it? That's a point I think is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I won't, and then uh, they go on to say, I won't call it a conspiracy theory. And the reason why is because a conspiracy theory is an explanation of an event that may not even be true, but a theory is an opinion. And people are actually made to believe that people who believe in these conspiracies are crazy, Mm. which of course they aren't. They just have their own opinions. Ooh. Anyways, back to the point. The government can be hiding anything right there, yet we stick with aliens. Come on, people! (laughs) I'm pretty sure we can come up with better stuff, different opinions. Now, I'm not saying believing in the alien theory is bad or anything. It's okay to believe in it. In fact, I still believe in it. But I also believe that the government doesn't put an end to this theory because the government doesn't want us knowing what's really going on. Like I said, we might not be ready to hear about it. Yes, the government lies a lot. Yes, the government is sometimes bad and the government is good. All they mostly do is destroy us. But just imagine all these theories, yet the government does nothing to shut them down. Can they be true? Can they be a cover-up? What can they be? May we never know. Until, of course, the time has come. But other than that, 
I know what I wrote won't make that much sense, but it made more sense in my head. That's relatable. (laughs) Really hard to explain what I'm trying to say, but let's just say the government hides a lot of stuff and we should try and figure it out. And then the note ends by saying, bye. (laughs) Again, I know it don't make sense, LOL. But it does, though. It's it does make a sense. really good point. Yeah. You know, they're just... And it's a good point about, you know, if they're so positive that it's not aliens, why aren't they making up that it's something else? Yeah. Like, you know, look over here. This is aliens, but it's not aliens. What's actually going on? That's interesting. And I just think just with them being so secretive about everything in Area 51, I... It makes you question everything, like what, like what our purpose is on Earth, or like yeah. what we're. Like, I don't know. I sometimes feel like we're Sims characters that oh, we're yeah. just going through the motions of what someone yeah. above us is doing to us. You know? Yeah. It's like really. It's really scary to think about. <laughs> That's what it, Area Fifty One is. Just like one person on a huge ass desktop, just <laughs> making us do shit, making us eat soup to make soup. We're. We're the other universe's reality show. Like, they're, like, just watching in on us. Oh! And they're using Area 51 to manipulate the weather and stuff and have tragedies happen to us and see how we react. Oh, my God. Right? What if we're, like, a human ant farm for aliens? Like, they don't even do anything. They just kind of watch. Watch and just see us destroy ourselves. Yeah, they're like, they're fucking up enough. We don't need to land our, (laughs) you know, we don't need to land our UFO. Let's go hang out by an airport. You know what I was just thinking (laughs) when I was was reading this? um, And I was talking about, you know, do these people that work on this this base, do they have identities? Do they have families Mm -hmm. still around? Mm -hmm. Maybe some of these people that work here They've gone missing where families are looking for them, but really it was just a cover up so they work oh. for Area 51. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. A lot of people who go missing, I mean, sometimes it's just easier to believe something crazy than something sad. Yeah. But when people go missing and they're not found, a lot of people say, oh, they, you know, they're part of the government, they're part of a secret operation. But there's a good chance that some of them are, in fact. Just I feel like, like when you out. come up with ideas like that, there's a reason. There's a reason why you're coming up with that idea because it it can happen. Anything could happen. Mm-hmm. I think that that's that could be a plausible explanation. It's just there's so much that even our president doesn't know. <gasps> what if our next president like flat out is an alien? And I'm not talking like like looks like a human but from a different planet. Like I'm talking like the skinny, weird shaved head, big eyes, and it's like <laughs> so. Thank you guys so much for listening to our <laughs> podcast. If the, de- uh, the government doesn't come and grab me and take me to Area 51 to work for them, you will have another episode next week. If you guys have suggestions <laughs> of what you'd like for us to talk about on our podcast, please email us at justghoulythingspodcast at gmail.com. If you have a story that you'd like to share with us, we definitely um, have a lot of ideas and stories coming your way, but we also want to do separate uh, separate encounter stories that our listeners send us. So that'll be separate That'll be separate episodes as mm-hmm. well. So just send, you know, we'd love send to talk to everyone. Yeah, we'd love to talk to everyone that listens to our podcast. 
So thank you guys again so much for the support. We've gotten nothing but positive feedback. And I don't know if we will after this episode. Yeah, we'll yeah, wait, yeah exactly. We're better right. than one star on iTunes. <laughs> Which is my, like negative three stars. <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you again so much for listening. And we will talk to you later. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>